The Bible says to encourage one another and build one another up. That is why this podcast exists. Welcome to Real Life with Lynn, where you will find stories about applying scripture to life, whether it's over something big, small, or something in the gray area. I hope you will join me on the journey, find some encouragement in Jesus, and share it with someone you know. So I don't know if anybody else can relate, but I remember being college age, probably maybe even early 20s and being a little shy when it came to kind of those big group games. And uh, if you're in college right now or pretty close, you kind of know what I mean. Those kind of games that it's kind of like never have I ever or it's just asking questions or doing semi embarrassing stuff or things you think might be a little embarrassing in your teenage years, kind of like youth camp games. Um, I hated those games. Oh, I hated them. And most people might say, well, it's because maybe you were shy or this or that. You could say that. But what I've discovered as I've gotten older, I don't mind doing them. And I started to look back and realize exactly why I didn't like playing those kind of group games. And it was because I was afraid. Afraid of maybe being judged for my answers. Maybe being afraid of feeling embarrassed. Afraid of being judged by other people what it came down to. It came down to being afraid of a certain perception or anything like that. And have you ever felt that way? Where you're just afraid of how people perceive you or maybe fear comes in a different form for you. Maybe it's fear of failing or maybe it's fear of heights, fear of spiders, fear of there's, there's all kinds of phobias and fears out there that exist. And I'm here to tell you, uh, that stinks. <laughs> fear is something that has the ability to grip us. It has the ability to change our perception of reality. And it has the ability to change our perception of God. I'm going to be honest. I don't think God intended truly for fear to do that. I don't think he originally created us to where fear would be this way. And yet, because of our imperfect humanity, fear does that to us. Fear does that to all of us. And it's a common thing. And today, what I hope to discuss, what I hope to relay to you is simply this, that on how to harness our fears and have courage in a world when there, where there's a lot of things to fear. Tell you the truth, there are a lot of things in this world to fear. But let's talk about harnessing that fear and having courage courage. Now, what do I mean by harnessing fear? Fear is not tangible. How can I harness it? What am, what am I talking about? Well, to harness something really means, um, in a summarizing way, to bring something under your control and then use it to maybe your advantage or use it for your benefit. This is one reason why, um, I don't know if any of you know anything about horses, but there's this bridle that we often call it, but it can also be called a harness. It's something that we use to bring something within our control and that we can also guide and steer and use it for our benefit and for our good. So when it comes to horses or dogs on a leash, we put the leashes and collars on them and we put the bridles on a horse, not so we can lord it over them, but so we can harness their power for our benefit. We can harness them for our good and even for their good. And I truly believe fear is one of those things that we can harness if we kind of know what we're doing. And I believe God even maybe intended to be that way. So what do I mean when I talk about harnessing this fear? The discipline of bringing it under control, under our control, so that 
we can then use it to have courage. Again, this is a general principle. There, there is some very real science to fears, impact it has on our physical body, that it has on our mental state. And I'm not saying don't seek professional help. I'm not saying that there's, you know, that we can control all of our fears. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is fear in a very general sense of being afraid of things. This is not debilitating fear. Um, Now, these principles can be applied to it if you want to. But at the end of the day, uh, what we're talking about here is just this general sense of fear and being afraid. And today, What I hope to share with you is insights that God has given me in my life and even insights I've heard others share about how we can kind of harness this fear, how he wants to help us do that, and how he can also help us have courage. To get us started, there are just some things that we need to know about fear in general. The first thing we need to know is that fear is not a foreign thing to God. Now, what I mean by that is is that fear is not something that God's unaware of. It's not something that God has not felt or experienced. It's not something that he turns a blind eye to. Fear is not foreign to God. And would you believe that he actually created our bodies with a sense of fear? He created our bodies to be able to harness and process fear and then use it to flee from what's threatening us. Think about it. When you experience fear in your physical body, what does that feel like? Usually it feels like maybe your pulse races. Maybe you start to sweat a little. Maybe you start to breathe, (laughs) breathe a little short or your breathing feels heavy. Maybe there are, depending on the situation, some of your limbs, suddenly it feels like the blood is being flowed straight to your limbs. Well, that is, if you believe that God created you, God created your body to do that. There's actually some stress hormones in our body. There's cortisol and adrenaline. And those are two of the stress hormones that are in our bodies that are being used when we experience fear. And those hormones go to the place in our body we perceive that we need it. So if you're walking through the woods and encounter a bear, you're flooded with the cortisol, you're flooded with the adrenaline, all of that adrenaline and cortisol, it's going to go straight to your arms and your legs because your instinct is usually when you see a bear in the woods to run, (laughs) to do everything you can to get away from it. So those stress hormones are going to surge right to the limbs and the body parts where you need it most. Fear is not a foreign concept to God. God even created our bodies to use fear as an inner detection system. This is kind of harnessing the power of fear for our good, right? That's another example of doing that. I also want to just show you some examples from scripture of people that experienced fear, being afraid, (laughs) and how God actually does end up helping them. People in scripture that we kind of hold on a pedestal sometimes experienced fear. One example that came to mind as I was preparing for this episode was Gideon in the book of Judges chapter 6. If you are if you are a Christian, you know anything about Gideon or have heard anything about his story, he's usually the guy that's known for killing a bunch of God's enemies by himself. <laughs> he's very well known for having the bravery and the courage to follow God into taking out his enemies and doing it pretty much alone with a few hundred men and that's it. Before Gideon gets to that place, he actually experiences fear. (laughs) And this is an example that demonstrates that true courage doesn't mean that fear is not present. Gideon actually asks God for two or three signs. When God says, Gideon, I want you to do this. 
And Gideon says, are you sure, God? Are you sure you got the right guy? I need you to give me a sign. God obliges. Gideon kind of follows through for a little while. And then at one point, God says, Gideon, do this. And Gideon says, wait a minute. I need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're actually asking me to do this because I'm a little worried here. (laughs) Why would Gideon continually ask for signs from God when God's calling him to something difficult? It's because Gideon's afraid to face all of these enemies, right? Another example of someone in scripture um, taking a certain action out of fear would be Abraham. This actually happened a couple of times. Abraham didn't learn his lesson the first time, so he did this twice, where he and his wife Sarah were traveling, and they were actually stopping over somewhere, going through a particular town, and he asked his wife to tell them that she was his sister. And he did that because he was afraid that the Pharaoh and the king and the ruler of that town would try to take Sarah from him. So he lied and said that he he said, Sarah, I need you to lie and tell them that you're my sister, not my wife, and it'll protect you. Well, if you read the rest of the story, you see where they almost do take Sarah for themselves anyway. And the fact that she told him that she was Abraham's sister kind of made it worse. The lie actually made it worse. And But again, why was the lie even happening? Abraham was afraid. Another example of taking some missteps out of fear would be Peter in the New Testament. Good old Simon Peter. A lot of us can relate to him. I know I can. After Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's being hauled away to be taken before the Pilate and judges to be sentenced to death. Peter kind of follows along, but he keeps a distance. People actually see Peter and they recognize him and they call him out saying, aren't you one of those that follows this guy from Nazareth who's about to be killed? Three different times, Peter had the opportunity to acknowledge that he was with Jesus. But what does he do instead? He denies knowing Jesus. He denies being a follower. He He even denies really being a Galilean at some point. He just completely deny, deny, deny. (laughs) He, He wants nothing to do with it. Why? Well, most of us would posit that he was probably afraid to be associated with Jesus for fear of being put to death. At the end of the day, fear was at the root of him denying Jesus. So fear is not unheard of. It's a common state of humanity. It has the ability to change our perception of the world. It changes our perception of Jesus. It changes how we follow Jesus. It it changes how we act in our everyday life. If you've experienced fear of any kind, you know it's gripping. It's painful. And sometimes it lasts a long time. In light of all of this stuff about fear, I want to move the conversation to more about true courage. When you initially think of courage or bravery, We often picture um, the superheroes of our time, whether you're on the Marvel or DC side of it, whether you're with Superman, Spider-Man, Captain America, whatever you see, the superhero kind of gives way to us picturing them as as a picture of courage. We picture Captain America bravely running toward the action, or we picture Thor with his hammer, or we picture Superman bravely flying to some sort of danger to save people. When we think of courage and and bravery, oftentimes those are the pictures that first come into our mind. There's physical strength attached to it. There's 
you know, even physical look attached to it. If someone is short and scrawny, then we don't assume that they're able to face the bigger giants, right? Like David and Goliath. David was a small little dude when he threw those stones at Goliath. He was so small, he couldn't even wear the armor because it was so heavy and he was so weak physically. And yet he threw the stone at just the right place and knocked Goliath down on his feet. When we think of courage and bravery, often you have a certain picture in mind, and usually it's not you. For most of us, if someone were to ask you, are you courageous? Most of us would say, "Uh, you know, not really. I don't consider myself to be a person of courage. Courage doesn't have as much to do with physical attributes or with physical strength as much as it does the heart of the person. That's really what it comes down to. Courage has more to do with the heart of the person than with the actual skills, attributes, or strength that you possess. There are quite a few people, famous people throughout time that have posited different um, definitions of courage. And I would love to share a few of those with you. Uh, One of them is Nelson Mandela. He says, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. Franklin D. Roosevelt said this, Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. Now, if you're a Princess Diaries fan like I can be, then you might recognize that as an iteration of what Princess Mia's father said to her, wrote to her rather. Princess Mia didn't want to take hold of her title of royalty. She was young and experienced and even afraid that she may not be good enough. And her father pinned those words to her before he died, knowing that she would likely experience this type of fear. And he pinned the words to her that courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment or judgment that something else is more important than fear. Good old John Wayne put it this way. Courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. The way I like to think of it is this, that true courage is acknowledging the fear within and choosing to harness it as fuel. When I talk about harnessing fear to have courage, that's what I mean. That true courage is you acknowledge, you're humble enough to acknowledge that you are terrified. Acknowledge the fear for what it is within you and choose to use it as fuel for whatever courageous step you need to take. And I believe this is how God may be intended for us to utilize and harness fear in our own lives. But most of the time, I don't do that. Most of the time, I may allow fear to cripple me. I may allow fear to hold me back from saying something I know needs to be said. I may allow fear to hold me back from taking that one step of faith that God is asking of me. And honestly, the content of this episode gives me pause in my own life and helps me to reconsider what does God want me to do? What courageous steps does he want me to take? And it even helps me to to try to understand how to harness my own fears to use as fuel for courage. So the question is this, how can we have courage in a world full of things to fear? In the Bible, there are actually quite a few verses that talk about fear not or do not be afraid. There's roughly 365 of them if you look it up, you know, so roughly there's about one per day. Fear not, do not be afraid. One of the most repeated commands in scripture. 
if you've read the Bible at all and know anything about it, you know there's a lot of commands in there, right? There's a lot of do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, follow the Lord, but don't do this. And yet, fear not is one of the most repeated commands in scripture. And I wonder if it's because God knows us, he knows me, and knows that I need a daily reminder to not be afraid, to be courageous in heart and in mind and in spirit. There's a particular verse that I love to read to myself over and over again. It's out of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 simply says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That verse is a promise from God to his people that he will be with us, that he will give us all strength and power needed to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. That's the key. Not to accomplish what we want to accomplish, but he'll give us the courage to do the things he asks of us, to do the things he wants us to do. So what are you afraid of today? As you're sitting here, maybe sitting, standing, exercising, whatever, however it is you listen to this, as you're listening to this episode, what are some things that you are genuinely afraid of? Is fear kind of like a prison cell for you right now? Maybe you're stuck inside some cell walls and bars and the doors even open, but you're still stuck in there and you see the door open, but you can't quite take that step, that first step of courage toward whatever God wants you to do. And it's hard, but here's how it's possible. You ready? The secret sauce and how it's all possible is through God himself. See, triumphing over fear or taking a step of courage is there's no will. I can exact enough willpower for a short period of time, and it's a temporary solution. But if you want like a real long-term solution deep down inside of you, God is the place where that freedom is found. And for me, it's the only place I found freedom from those deep fears. And how does God help me do that? <laughs> how, how can God help you do that? Well, there's a verse that I have found pivotal on my journey to learning to harness fear and having courage. And it's Second Timothy 1.7, where Paul is writing to you know a young disciple, Timothy. He says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And when Paul is saying God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, he's referring to the fact the Holy Spirit dwells within the hearts of all believers. And it gives us access to the power and love and self-control that only God can give. So let me ask you just the one question. The question that's that's been before me today is this. How can we have courage in a world full of things to fear? The answer is to trust God. That's the answer that I see in scripture. It's to hand it over to God. It's to trust God's power, God's love, and God's ability to give me self-control in this. And sometimes God's power, love, and self-control means that he uses people on earth to help accomplish that. Sometimes he uses professionals, medication, therapy. Sometimes he uses the individual prayer time that you have with him. Sometimes he uses church community around you. Be careful to surround yourself with people who will love you and remind you of who God is and who he's created you to be. And remember that, that God's created our body and he's created us 
to, to know how to harness this fear and have courage. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. What are the things that you're so afraid of? And is there something more important than your fear? I hope today that you'll let go of that fear. You'll step out of that prison cell and find the freedom that I find each day as I turn to God and trust him with my fears. Thank you for listening. I truly hope you were able to find a nugget of encouragement or wisdom for your life today. I would love to hear what God is teaching you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or the website. Don't forget, share what you learned today with someone you know. And also be encouraged. You're not alone on this crazy, curvy, and sometimes bumpy road I like to call real life.